Praise God. Praise God. Today is the 11th of October, the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, yesterday, a lot of people were sending 10, 10, 2020. Did you receive it? Yeah, that was <laughs> hallelujah. Yesterday was good. Today is also special. Hallelujah. Even though it's 11, but it's still special. Hallelujah. Um, we're still in our month of fullness, and our uh, Bible anchor for the month was taken from, or uh, is taken from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19. If you can read from the New Living Translation, please. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, from the New Living Translation. Um, the New Living Translation, NLT, I think we have it. Thank you. It says, May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. May you experience the love of Christ. Amen? Though it is too great to understand fully. Hallelujah. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. That shall be your story. That shall be my story. I will share with you in the next half hour or so a title, a, a, um, a message titled Filled and Fulfilled Through the Power of God's Word. Filled and Fulfilled Through the Power of God's Word. Hallelujah. Um, I just want you to first understand before we go on that um, the purpose of you and I being here on earth I believe it's primarily to live a life that is full, that is fulfilling, that is blessed. Um, irrespective of what people say, because Psalm 35 verse 27 tells me so. That God is specially interested in how well you do. Psalm 35 verse 27, it says, Let them shout for joy and be glad. That is those who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. The Lord has pleasure in your prosperity. Amen. The Lord is delighted when I do well. I hope you know that. So let that be your anchor for prayer every day. Say, Lord, you know, as I'm going today, you are enthused, you are excited, you, you, you love me doing well. So, Lord... You, I want to put a smile on your face, amen? I want you to just look at it and say, this boy is doing well, you know, in my utterance, in my behavior, in the exploits that I will do for you. And so, let that be settled in our hearts first and foremost, um, because that's up, upon which the premise of this fullness is based, that God wants the very best for you and I. Can I hear a good amen unto that one? The very best God wants for you. And you know what? Because God cannot fail. As long as you agree with him, what he wants for you, he will get it. <laughs> what he wants to see, he will see it in you and he will see it in me in Jesus' name. So this afternoon, I just want to talk to us how this can happen. Amen? And how do we get there? How, how shall we see to it that God's great heart desire for you and I, that we do well, that we excel, that we know joy and peace and fulfillment? How do we see this actualized? And the, we will zero in upon the power of words to make it happen, that we get full through words. Look, 
at the end of the day, blessing, as the script you know, has been defined, simply means empower to succeed. That is when God, when, when all the forces in existence are deployed to work in your favor. That's what blessing is. So that's what blessing is. And the cause is the opposite of that. When all powers of in existence are deployed to work against a person. And believe you me, when you see a person under curse, you really pity them. I mean, it's like nothing works. When even shower will not work in the morning, they go to the kitchen, it fails, somebody's waiting outside to trouble them. But for you and I, blessing us our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. And this blessing, God sent them forth like a mighty arrow or like a bullet to strike the right places in our lives. And that is what this will be premised on this morning. Now, I want to play a clip for you if we have it to just give you an idea of why you need to be very covetous of blessing. Um, if you have an understanding of it, you are ready to go? Good. So if you have an understanding of it, you will definitely know what I'm talking about. Just listen, just about two, three minutes, and, and you, 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 I'll continue after that. All those who bless you shall be blessed. If anybody dares to curse you, that fellow shall be cursed. God will make you extraordinarily great. You will be the head. You will not be the tail. In all areas of your life, it shall be well with you. You will never know sorrow again. Amen. Your joy will overflow. Amen. God will answer your prayers by fire. Amen. You will serve God to the last. Amen. God will use you to perform miracles. Amen. When you call on one fellow, 200 will answer you. Your testimony shall be many. You will serve God to the end. God will bless your offering. He will sanctify it. He will use it for his glory. Very soon, you'll be among the richest in the world. So shall it be. Your children will call you blessed. You'll be greater than all your peers. God will defend you. Hallelujah. You could hear hundreds of thousands of people. They know what they are doing. And um, I'm glad that you also have an understanding. The pronouncement of blessings, they have great power. And um, in the next few minutes, as I said, I will just read um, a few Bible verses to you. Uh, in the first service, we were able to read through them. I'll just pick a few, just to give you a background onto the power in blessing. 
Let me just read Genesis chapter 1, verse 28 for you, and then I'll quickly jump um, and take one more, and then we go on. He said, Then God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Amen. And that blessing is still raging over the people of God up to now. Because the power of multiplication God has given us. I now read Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 to 11. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. He said, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gift to those who need them, they will thank God. Amen. And this is, these are just, you know, words of revelation and encouragement that we receive from the scripture and from the word of God. Now, how do we step into these blessings? How do we get this word into our situation? It's number one, through the word of God, the logos and the rhema of God. The logos and the rhema. The logos is the written word, the one that is there for us. And of course, the rhema, it becomes rhema when it becomes personalized. When, when it strikes a particular chord in your life, when the right note is struck, it becomes rhema. Uh, for instance, this morning when we were worshiping, um, you know, there are many songs that were sung. But our particular one that ministered to you, that becomes rhema to you. That becomes a life-giving word. That becomes more than every word spoken during the songs. They were logos in one form or another. But when it becomes personalized. And so, as much as we trust God to receive logos when we come, we must also look forward to receive rhema, which are the words that are spoken directly into individual situations. And you need to cover that. Whenever you come in the morning, make sure in the afternoons for service, make sure you definitely pray that God give you a word today. Can I hear, hear your amen onto that one? Uh, say, Lord, speak to me. Amen? Uh, don't joke with it. As I come as a preacher, I say, Lord, speak to me. I might be the one preaching because when I go back sometimes, I said, oh, there was something that I said I can't remember. I go back and listen. Might be during the music ministration or might be during the word ministration. I go back and said, that word struck me. And that is the way for us to receive what we propel us to where God has planned and ordained for us. So that's number one way of getting the word into your life. Number two is through authority figures. People that we can call authority figures in our lives. And this begin maybe from you know, uh, biological authority figures. Uh, I've warned people before, don't ever joke with your, you know, biological parents. Uh, they may not, you may think they don't know as much as you do, but they always have a word in their mouth for you. Amen. Uh, even some of them, we are quite aware, uh, some, are, they try to speak against their children. God has power to take them out. But for you, it is to obey the word of the Lord. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, I think verses 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. It said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. It said, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Are we having it or not? Ephesians 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, please. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with what? With promise. What was the promise? 
that it may be and you may it's as simple as that. Just obey them. They might not know what they are doing. It's none of your own business. Anyway, if the right order of things are placed there, you will outlive them. So bear with them. Amen. Uh, believe you me. I, mean, every, I don't know any I'm a parent now by the special grace of God. And I know I have children that they have to just bear with me. Say, well, that's the way dad does things. Or with mom. So it does not matter. It is important for you that you stimulate Blessing from the heart of those that are parental figures over you. There are some children that have made their parents to curse them in their hearts. They may not say it. You know, they will just shake their head and say, is it me you are talking to like that? And you children, be very careful. And all of us are children, amen? Never, ever, no matter how wrong your parents say, look them in the eye, as they say. Never. Just, they say what they've said, and that is not only those that are parents by birth, it can only be parents by marriage. And that is where it could be very dicey. Issue of in-laws. No? And, um, and look, if you are a woman or a man, and you, you, know, you, you, you have children in-law, I beg of you, please treat them well. Amen? Uh, it's for your own good, for their own good. But of course, the, the, effort, the emphasis now plays on you that you are children-in-law. Um, I, don't, I don't have much stories to tell about that. Thank God for that. Amen. Um, it's, you know, I, I have a lot of stories. I normally tell you know that. But that's be one area in which I'm so, I'm so bereft of story, isn't it? You know? I mean, there's, there's no story where you say, my mother-in-law was good to me, my father-in-law was good to me. That's no story, is it? You know, really juicy story that you have to. <laughs> some of you got some of those really good stories. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the truth of the matter is that authority figures, we must steer their hearts to bless you. And there are ways we can do that. Some of you, you know, I've, I've warned children before that no matter how well to do your parents are, still find time to give something to them. Amen? Uh huh. Some of you are. You know, it might not be many, but I'm sure there'll be some of us maybe in the room in which our parents are really, really well to do. Maybe they are multi multi-millionaires and they have a lot of money. And you are just saying, My, you know, if, if it's just something small you give unto them. And God has helped me to do that, um, you know, in time past in which, you know, I gave one of my parents, you know, uh, a wristwatch. In fact, it was one of the best wristwatches that, you know, um, you know, that I had. And... Um, and God just touched my heart that I should give to one of these my parents. And, you know, it meant so much unto, unto this parent. And I could see in the face that, you know, I, I received blessing through that. I, I plead with you, um, remember to stare. And that's exactly what happened in Genesis chapter 27. You know the story very well. Genesis chapter 27, where this man uh, asked his son Esau to bring some things to him. Verses 2 and 4. 2 to, 2 to 4. Genesis 27, 2 to 4. Then he said, that was Isaac, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and will speak to Esau, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now this man, why, why was it, why, the, I mean, the Bible tells us that, I think as far, just as recently in the same uh, uh, Bible narration, Genesis chapter 26, that Isaac was very rich. 
So he was not, when he was wanted to die, he was not talking about you take this house, you take that. All he wanted to give them as inheritance were the words of blessing from him. And please, parents, let that be your target. Uh, children, let there be your target to receive such blessing. No, it does not matter how highly placed or how spiritual your parents are. God has given them that authority and power to bless you. Covet it, look for it, receive it. Amen? And there uh, are occasions in time past in which you know, I, I, I just, you know, my wife and I, we just had to do everything within our power that even when situations were not our own fault, that we have to accept fault for that so that there may be peace, so that blessing may be released unto us. And this is a very pertinent area for me. Amen. Uh, children, especially whether you are young children or older children, make sure you position yourself for blessing. Spiritual parents, you need to do all within your power to receive blessing from them. Amen. There are some people that go to churches. Since they enter that church, it's only a problem. Apparently, they've been given the pastor. You know, if you are not, if you are not, if it's not certainly quarrel for you, it's you know, it's as if you are the only one. You know, and it's, it's with joy that we pray for people when they have challenges in life, job challenges, health challenges, whatever, is going to be rarer and rarer in our lives in Jesus' name. But when they are there, it's with joy. But when it comes to he has done this, he has done that, and we try to settle quite, I mean, I've been searching before that, they, I said, okay, let's go. He said, I'm not going to let it go. They even try to pull down the old system. Thank God that's very, very rare under my ministry by the grace, special grace of God. But I've seen it in places. You go to church, there have been some areas of the church that, that I know. There are matters we've been solving for the past 10, 15 years. They are not solved. You are grieving the heart of those leaders. And I think it was Dami that was testifying this morning, thanking God for the leaders. Of, and I didn't know why he stopped short. He said, well, they don't know what he's talking about. I do. I know what you're talking about. I think somewhere in the book of, it was Peter that was saying it, if I remember that exact passage, I will give it to you. He said that we should not let our leaders serve us with grief. He said, let them do it with joy. When, before the leaders speak, you pick hold in them, you know, and I think it was the same brother that was testifying that, you know, it's very easy to pick holes in what others do. Uh, I remember somebody that said that, um, yeah, I, I don't do it, but, um, you know, and he said, I was this particular, I think somewhere in Canada, one of our pastors, we have so many churches in Canada, so you can't trace it. Um, he said in that church, there was, there was this brother, very, very sound in scripture. I mean, when they're doing Sunday school and pa pastor is rounding up like this, or when I do interactive like on Wednesday, you know, and a question is asked, we try to answer the question. The man will put up his hand, and we just pieces everything the pastor has said. Oh. Uh, Sunday school, we just do that. In fact, after service, we stand the pastor up and say, Pastor, that passage that you quoted, there was a wrong interpretation. I'm telling you, I mean, there are people in the world. And what can the pastor do now? I say, Thank you. <laughs> I'm growing too. So the man eventually said, Why are we wasting this gift like this? This man is too good to just sit down and instead of us fighting here over, let me be doing the little I'm doing here. Look, go and take a bigger portion of the field. So send to go and plant a parish. And the man did it for two weeks. He ran back. Ah, ah. He said, what happened? Ah. He said, it's easy to criticize where you are sitting in the pew. Don't let people that, whether at the departmental level, don't let them do it with grief. Amen. 
Let me tell you one secret. Everybody leads with degree of insecurity. And everybody follows with degree of insecurity. You know that. When the two insecurities jam, that's when we have problem. Everybody is saying, you're not ministering to my need. You are saying, look, everybody, we all have our areas in which we know God just helped me. Some might be speech. Some might be they are too lenient or whatever. But this is a huge area that we need to all look into. But when we do it well, words of power and authority can come out of our mouth that can make things happen. Acts chapter 3, verse 6, that's what happened. Acts chapter 9, verses 17 and 18. Acts chapter 9, verses 17 and 18. Words came out from one of the apostles. In fact, it was from Ananias who was not as anointed or would not be eventually as anointed as this man that the word came for. What did he say? And Ananias went his way and entered the house. That was Ananias being sent to Saul of Tarsus at that time who became Paul. And laying his hand on him, he said, Brother Saul, and that's another thing. You know what? You don't know what somebody will become. Amen? Better be respectful to them. I don't know why they decided to call him Brother Saul. Hallelujah. I mean, he could have just said, oh, this persecutor. It just, I don't, I, it just struck me. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't even start bragging and say, I've come to hear you. He said, I've been sent. I'm just a messenger. He's asked me to lay hands upon you. Who will ever have known that Saul of Tarsus will become the Paul that the old world knew when ordinary Ananias was sent on you? Number one, Paul received the ministry. Take note of that. Number two, Ananias did not go there with super, supersonic, super apostle tendency. He went humbly. That's what I've warned you before. I very, very how do I say it? I'm very super respectful of every one of you. You know me. Because at the end of the day, if you are a child of God, I don't know how far you will go. Not that I'm going to stop myself. When Paul, this same Saul, was you know, persecuting Jesus, Jesus, he wasn't persecuting Jesus. He was persecuting the apostles. He said, you are not persecuting. It was me you are persecuting. So don't do anything wrong to any child of God. How much more importantly, you do something wrong to a minister of God. I don't know why people are that bold. I'm not that bold. No, I'm not. If you talk of being jelly, I'm jelly. When I say a child of God, ah. say greater is he who is in you than who is in the world. And who am I to, to trample upon you? And when the man in verse 18 of that chapter 9 that we read, in verse 18 of that chapter, thank you very much, immediately, somebody say immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized by the same Ananias. Somebody was sent, somebody went, Somebody got there, met another person, did what had to be done, and the rest is now history. Hallelujah. That is the way God sends his blessing to the heart of people. Through words. Through words. And it became life unto the person. Hallelujah. I spent some time explaining the Joseph situation, sorry, the, the Esau situation earlier in the, in the early service. But because of our time, I need to move to some other departments in which we also need to take extra care to see that we receive words from authority figures. Even teachers and uh, 
people that are bosses over you. I still believe with all my heart, I may be wrong, I may be wrong, I believe with all my heart that God set me on the trajectory of my life as a young, what time do we leave primary school in those days? If you study in a place like, uh, we Commonwealth program like Nigeria, eh? 12, okay, all right. Some of them, uh, they left at nine. We, we did at <laughs> 11, 12. Right, I, I, I was 11, 12, 1, 2. I age 11, let's take it that way. I started secondary school 12. I believe the trajectory of my life changed age 11. When, one, when we were leaving primary school, it came to my heart, I didn't know why. I decided to give, um, you know, my, my eldest sister, she had piles and piles of books, you know, uh, when she was leaving university, she, she studied University of Lagos. So I just went to her bag, and it's because she bought a lot of books, some of them were not written. I didn't take her permission, but I didn't see she didn't write anything. I took a book there. I don't even know the content of the word that's going to bless my teacher. But a little boy like me, I then wrote to my teacher, thank you very much, sir, and I gave him. You had, I didn't know where that came from. And that man spoke some word over me. I don't know. I mean, there are, go back your life and look at some important landmark things that happened. How God moved you. Because you have not taken time, that's why you have not seen it. I told you when my school side result came out. You've heard that story before. When I was a young boy, what, what prompted me? I'm not that spiritual. Went and knelt and I thanked God. And since then, the lesson of thanksgiving has stuck with me. Oh, after that school site, I should not have gone one-tenth of the path I went. I mean, I played, I messed around. I mean, some of my colleagues said, it's not the same you that went to secondary school together. What has come upon you? I mean, I was everything. Somehow, somehow, God, may God remind you of those landmark things that you did that brought you to where you are. Because that's not unique to me. And so this teacher prophesied over me. He said this word. He said, you will rise to the very top. And I know I will. By the special grace of God. So don't joke with words. Amen. Oh, what did I give in the book? He probably didn't read. But the truth of the matter is that we received those words, and those words, they've been blessing unto us. Bosses as well. You know, please, spouses. I mentioned that earlier on um, as well. Um, I think we, we, we dwelt a lot on that. Um, but please, spouses, I beg you. Women, speak well over your husband. Amen. Husbands, speak well over your wife. Amen. Uh, just bless them. Hallelujah. Just bless them. Sometimes when they are sleeping, and, and this, this just dropped in my heart now. Baby, let, let's that set that as a challenge. And I believe, you know, it's just the frequency that differ. Um, in every marriage, there are moments in which, ah, why did she do that? Why did he do that? It's always there. Hallelujah. Um, as a friend of mine, we say, he said he does not fight with his wife. They only have very serious talk. I understand that. Uh, he said they have frank conversation. <laughs> You know, so when you want to have those frank conversations that then become long and long and long instead of that one, when she sleeps or he sleeps, why don't you place a gentle hand? Please, when you wake, don't do it so that she will wake up. Just place a gentle hand on her, on him, and bless him. Amen? Will somebody try that one? Just call down heaven over me. Say, Lord, bless him. Don't, don't slap him, eh? because I see that hand. Because the tendency is there where you are. Say, Lord, bless him. Ah, oh, bless him. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Hallelujah. Brethren, there's power in our word, amen? And of a truth, without any shadow of doubt, there is so much. And there was a man of God that said the children turn, you know, 
the way they did, I mean, we all do it differently, and you are doing it differently. He said, every night when those children are sleeping, we go to their bed and lay a hand on their pillow. In fact, one of the children was really going wayward, and I think that stopped that child. We go there when the child is asleep, pray the hand of the pillow. So that when the child has gone home, take that pillow, put it on his own bed, because you know, his own bed is anointed, and on, and on, and on, and on. Amen. So please, let's watch out for this area. Finally, you also need to get the word into your situation through your own self. Amen. Your words must speak life into your own life. Hallelujah. Get the word forced into your heart, and from your heart it will go out of your mouth into your situation. Amen. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Read the word. Memorize the word as much as you can, and those words will come out and will be a blessing. Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 to 8. Numbers chapter 14, verses 6 to 8. And tells us, uh, he said, but Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, who were among those who aspired out the land, tore their clothes. That was falling. Go to the next verse. While I quickly explain the background to that. They went to spy the land. They came back. Others were saying, we can't do it. It's not possible. So when they heard what they were saying, they were saying, we saw the same thing. Stop speaking negatively. So this was their response. And verse 7, thank you very much, I say. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, the land we pass through to spy out is exceedingly good land. Amen. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah. Joel chapter 3, verse 10, what does he say? Joel chapter 3 verse 10 also encourages you to speak the right word into your situation. Joel chapter 3 verse 10. Beat your plowshare into swords, amen, and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong, amen. Never confess anything negative over your life. And don't let anybody start telling you stories about you are being realistic. And, and you know, quite a lot, lot of good testimony. This man. Another testimony came uh, about, you know, an elderly woman who had to be, who received a diagnosis and just refused to believe it, just refused. And believe you me, I, I mean, I've seen people act like that. Even I myself that I'm preaching, I start to say, but let's tone things down. But some people, sincerely, but some people are sincerely made up in their mind, believe you me, you will eventually celebrate with them. I mean, they just believe it. And I know people that say it from their mouth that they don't mean it. But there are a few that really mean it. A lot of people say, uh, it is well in Jesus' name. I reject it in Jesus' name. Well, that one is just coming from the throat. But there are some that, uh, we even say lips. Yeah, thank God for lips. Even through the throat, it's not even, but it must come from the belly. And when you see that, and when you are there, you yourself, you will know. In fact, people will think that one does not know what would have one has lost his mind. I've experienced that in the work of the ministry. Everything was pointed to the fact that she just not bothered about this city. Why, why are you wasting your life? Get fully employed. Why? And everybody told me, including people within my own system. They don't say it directly. But something within me was telling me that somehow this city will change. And I have some of my, my colleagues, pastors of other churches that we started. Uh, I won't mention his name on, on the pulpit. You know, he said, Chris, because we've been, there, we've been there together. You know, he said, Chris, you know how this city was where you came? That's a testimony from another person. I said, yes, bro, I know. I mean, it was dark. But something within me was telling me that God is going to move here. 
and it will yet move in Jesus' name. It will turn it around in the name of Jesus Christ. So I plead with you in the name that's above all, let's spend time, amen, to speak words of life into our situation. Let me close with this word. The Lord gave me differently. Please put on the screen um, Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. Hosea chapter 12, verse 13. And that should be the word we will take in. By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Amen. And by a prophet, he was preserved. Amen. I'm not asking you to go and look for a white garment prophet. But I'm asking you, who is your prophet? Who is speaking to your life? It could be another member of your department. It could be your head of the department. It could be a house leader. It could be your Sunday school teacher. That any time the person speaks, I used to have somebody like that. Eventually, I sent to grand pastor. He was a head of the department. And I knew this man. There's something about him that was pastoral. Emmy Hall is department member. And I was so happy. They don't bother to come and talk to pastor to pray for them. But this man, when he speaks, it happens. And I was hearing the report. So it doesn't need to be pastor to be your prophet. That's what I'm telling you. I've released you already to go into your own homes and be the prophet. And if you want to use the word prophetess for one another, believe me, it works. If it works with non-Christians, I've told you about teachers, how much more will you work with you that God is spirit of God in you? So when I say you're a prophet, don't, please don't line up and for pastor to prophesy over you. know, prophetic word simply means a word that is given unto a person, released to another person, so that things that could not have normally happened will happen in their life. It's as simple as that. Who is your prophet? Who is speaking to your life? After all, there are many people that are working against us already as we go out every day. Who is counteracting them for you? Do you know some, pitch, some people, genuinely, I'm not talking of goofy things in which people are trying to make it up. Some children, they are prophets to their parents. Genuinely. There's a way they speak and say, Dad, some of them, they have good dreams, they tell us. Some of them, they might just be simple words that they drop and, you know, they, they, they see things. And as God is moving us to that level, great and mighty things will happen in our midst in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right, I think that's something for you to take home. Is that okay? So what are you taking home? Definitely remember that by the word that our life shall be fulfilled. Amen? Can be directly from the scripture. Can be from authority figures. It can be, if, if, well, it definitely has to be from you yourself speaking good word over yourself. Amen? Bless your own self today. And that's what we'll conclude on. Amen? You're going to bless your own self. You're going to lay hand upon yourself. Thank God for, ah, I shouldn't say that. You know what I was going to say? Thank God for coronavirus. <laughs> uh, not quite, but I mean, we thank God for the situation we are in. Amen? As it, that's the reason why I can't come around and lay hand on all of you. So that's what I meant. So you lift your hand up right now. Wherever you are, please rise with me. Just one minute we'll do that. And then we'll give our gift unto the Lord. You lift your hand unto the heavens right now. I will pray over those hands as I pray, receiving as well. And you will lay those hands upon yourself, your professor over yourself. Is that okay? And we will not go away the same in Jesus' name. These hands are lifted to you, our Father. Bless them. Sanctify them. If anything is unclean there, let the blood of the Lamb wash them now. Fill this hand with fresh anointing. Let it drip with oil. Oil of the Holy Spirit. And as we lay these hands upon our own heads, upon our own heads, 
they now they will no longer be the hands of Moses. They shall be the hands of God. Because the rod of Moses became the rod of God. Today, do it, Lord. Sanctify this hand. Anoint this hand. And as we lay them and prophesy over our own lives, let there be tangible and verifiable changes in the name of Jesus. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Lift this one by your head right now and begin to prophesy over your own self. He said, Ananias laid his hand upon Saul and said, God, the Lord Jesus Christ sent me to you and asked me to tell you. Begin to speak over your own self right now. I will speak over my own self as well. Come on, professor, over Begin to speak, begin to speak. Just another 30 seconds more. Prophesy over your own life. Speak into your own situation. Speak into your own circumstance in the name of Jesus. Speak life, speak healing, speak progress, speak elevation. Speak it off, speak it up. Do not let anything hold you down. He said, by your word you shall be justified. And I know our words will not condemn us, but shall justify us today. Speak, speak forth, speak up, speak forth in the name of Jesus. And there shall be a performance. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we have prayed. And so, Lord our God, hear us today. He said, as you are spoken unto my hair, so will I do. We are spoken unto your hearing today. Do for us, Lord. Healing, where healing has been called for. Deliverance where deliverance have been called for. Provision where provision have been asked for. Elevation. Increase. Multiplication. Deliverance and setting loose in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We shall return the glory to you. We shall come back to testify of your goodness. Jesus, marvelous name we have prayed. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Come on, give praise unto the Lord. It's worthy. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.